Hello and welcome to the Rock by Mama Baby and Toddler Sleep Podcast. I'm Katie Gutierrez, owner and lead sleep consultant at Rock by Mama. It is my mission through my social media, my blog, and this podcast to make sleep education attainable and to empower you to make your own decisions. I know there's so much conflicting information out there, and I want you to know that you know best for your family. So I hope that the information I provide is just another tool in your toolbox. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, we're continuing the conversation about newborns. For the month of January, we have been talking about newborns, what you can expect from newborns with sleep, how to set up the nursery for success. And today, it's going to be setting a good foundation for baby sleep. I know that right now you are learning all the things about parenthood, and I don't want to overwhelm you with one more thing you have to do. Not at all. But I know some people want to start setting good foundations in place so that when their child is older, they can sleep independently, they can sleep through the night, And they're not struggling so much with naps. So that is the purpose of this episode, to give you some ideas to start setting a good foundation for baby sleep. Right now, if you have a newborn, I want you to know that it's completely normal if all they do is contact naps. Or if all they do is fall asleep when they are nursing or when they are bottle feeding. That's normal. It's biologically normal and it's okay I know it might not be convenient. I know that it's not easy, but it's okay. And I I encourage you to do it as much as you can. Babies want that. It's natural. And if you're happy doing it, I think it's wonderful. But you may also start thinking about not having to do that at some point in the future. And you might start questioning, how can you ensure that your newborn baby grows into an infant and a toddler actually looks forward to sleep that might be like the furthest thing from your mind right now because your baby cries or wakes up the second you set them down and you might be thinking i'm crazy that that will actually be your child one day where you can put them down and they will just go to sleep but it's possible so let's start by talking about the elephant in the room when it comes to sleep and that is self-soothing I know that there is so much conflicting information about self-soothing and whether a baby can or can't self-soothe. We are not getting into that. There are tons of articles backed by science and you can do that research and you can find what aligns with what you believe. But here's the thing. Self-soothing is one of the biggest skills that children need in order to settle into sleep. And not just children, anyone, right? If we, as adults, cannot self-settle, if we cannot soothe ourselves, if we let our mind run wild, if we are thinking about our to-do lists and we're worried, did we lock the front door? And we're thinking about all the things and we can't shut our brains off, we can't self-settle, we're not going to be able to sleep. And it's the same with babies and children. They need to know how to self-soothe in order to go to sleep. Now, here's the thing. Newborns need a lot of self-soothing support 
from us. A newborn does not come into this world with that ability. Baby humans are born premature compared to other mammals. And that's why for the first few months, they enjoy being held. They enjoy being swayed and carried and rocked because that's what they were used to when they were in your belly. So tune into your child and provide that soothing for them because right now they can't do that on their own. They're just not capable. But that's not to say that they can't become capable. They will become capable when they learn from you how to do that. So when you tune into your child and you soothe them when they need it, that's going to help them form an attachment and build trust in you. And when they trust you, they start to trust their environment and they become more relaxed and then they grow in independence so that eventually they can self-soothe. Now, if you're wondering, well, Katie, when is that? When can a child start to self-soothe? There are some articles saying that by two months, babies can self-soothe. And you'll notice things like maybe they suck their thumb or maybe they rub their face. More research shows that around four to six months, babies can absolutely do that. So it just depends on your baby and their development. But since we're talking about newborns today, I want you to know that for now, they need your help in settling and being soothed. Okay, so how can we do that? How can we help our babies become independent down the road? How can we set a good foundation for sleep? So there are four things that we're going to talk about today. Four things that you can start trying today even to set a good foundation. Now, before I begin, I want you to know that this is going to take time. There is not one thing on this list that it's like, boom, done, I can do it today, it's done forever, and I never have to do it again, my child is a great sleeper. No, this is about setting a good foundation. So, number one, separate feed and sleep. Again, this isn't necessarily like you have to do it right now, it's just a good idea down the road. You might hear terms like eat, play, sleep. So your baby wakes up, they eat, then they play, and then they sleep. So you're separating that eating and that sleeping with a period of play. But here's the thing. Yes, that's very helpful in separating eating and sleeping, but some babies might actually do better when you feed them right before they go to bed. So it's important that you tune into your child because especially depending how long they sleep, you want to make sure they're being fed so that they're not waking up hungry. So here's the thing. Even if you're feeding and then putting them to sleep, try not to let them fall asleep while they're eating. Now, of course, babies like being fed to sleep, so it's okay to do this, but maybe even one time a day, try not to let them fall asleep. If your baby is falling asleep, just wake them up gently. You can unlatch your baby from nursing or from the bottle, or better yet, end the feeding and then sing a song or read a book between that feeding session and putting your baby down. That way they're not associating feeding and sleeping. Because here's the thing, there's nothing wrong with it, but if you continue to always feed your baby to sleep, they're always going to want that. And if you're always willing to provide it, that's perfectly fine. 
but there might come a time when you just can't do it. It's not sustainable for you to feed your baby every single time they wake up, including the middle of the night. So if you're, if you know that you just don't want to do that, I encourage you to consider breaking up that period of eating and sleeping. Either feed them when they wake up or feed them and then do something, read a little book and then put them down in their crib. So that's the first suggestion. Separate feeding and sleeping. The second suggestion is put your baby down when they are awake. Put them in their crib when they are awake. Now this is not going to magically work. You're not going to go right now, put your baby down for their nap when they're awake and they're going to fall asleep and everything's great with the world. Now maybe you can, but maybe, but most babies, that's just not going to happen. For one nap a day, you can try this. Put your baby down when they're still awake, but when they are sleepy and just shush them, rock them gently when they're laying in their crib and help your little one fall asleep. Some babies will protest this hard because they want to be fed to sleep or they want to be held when they fall asleep. And that's okay to do at this newborn stage. Like I said earlier, that is very normal and natural, but I want to encourage you to be open and willing to try new things. Because if you can even just for one nap a day, practice putting your baby down in their crib when they are awake and you get them to successfully fall asleep, that is huge. Even if they don't successfully fall asleep, if you put your baby down in their crib, when they are awake and you stay with them and you comfort them, they will start to associate their crib with being a safe and secure place because you're right there with them. So that is another great idea to do. Practice putting your baby down awake. The third thing you can start doing today, if you haven't already, is start a bedtime routine. There is no age that's too early or no age too late for you to do this. You can do this at any point, even from day one in the hospital, you can start a bedtime routine with your little one. It's been shown that babies as young as two months can begin remembering events that are repeated day after day. So if you start repeating the same activities day after day, your baby will start remembering and they'll start associating those activities with sleep. So stay consistent with your approach. You can do a bath, And even if you don't want to do a bath every night, you can do wipe down with a washcloth, put lotion on your baby. You can give your baby a little massage if you want, dress your baby in pajamas. You can do one last feeding if you'd like, read a story. You can do a little bit of rocking and then it's time for bed. I would recommend doing this in the same order night after night and in the same room. That way your baby starts to associate okay, this is what's happening. This is where it's going to happen. And that's going to help their body anticipate sleep. So that's the third thing. Easy, easy task that you can start doing tonight. The last thing that you can do right now to help your baby set a good stage for sleep is to follow their wake windows. Right now, your baby is probably not on a set schedule or taking like X amount of naps a day. That's probably not going to happen until they're closer to four to six months old. Right now, your baby sleeps when they want, they wake up when they want, and it might be all over the place. 
right now, if you follow your baby's wake windows of about 90 minutes, if they're closer to three months, and about 45 minutes, if they're closer to one month, you will notice that it's easy for them to fall asleep within their wake window. If you keep your baby past their wake window, if you keep them awake, they're going to become overtired. And when they're overtired, they're going to protest sleep. They might get very fussy. They might wake up more frequently for their naps or for bedtime. So your job is to find that magic wake window. Anywhere from 45 minutes to 90 minutes, we're going to try and figure out what the perfect wake window is. Now, of course, tune into your child's sleepy cues. When your child starts to gaze off, when they are not interested in you or their surroundings anymore, when they have less activity, that's a good sign that they are approaching the end of that window. Some late sleepy cues are when they are crying, when they are rubbing their eyes and yawning, then you know that it's a little past their wake window and we want to try and shorten that. Now, if it stresses you out to watch the clock and try and track wake windows, I recommend just getting an app on your phone where you can just click a button that says, okay, baby woke up, baby went to sleep, because that's going to track the wake windows for you and you don't have to do the math. The one that I use, it's free. It's called Baby Tracker. And it's very easy to just note that your baby went to sleep, your baby woke up, and it will tell you how long your child's been awake. So then you'll know, okay, she's been awake for 45 minutes. It's almost time for her to take a nap. I'm going to start getting her ready for nap. You can also set alarms in that app so that if you don't want to even track it, you can set an alarm for what those times will be. So there you have it, four easy, quick steps that you can begin implementing today to set a great foundation for a good sleeper down the road. Number one, separate feeding and sleeping, even if it's with something as small as a tiny song or a tiny book so that your child has a little separation in between eating and sleeping. Number two, practice putting your baby down awake in their crib for at least one nap a day. Number three, start a bedtime routine. This is going to be so, so good for your child throughout the years. And number four, follow their wake windows. That is, um, I promise, a magic game changer. When you know your child's wake windows and you can get them to bed before they are overtired, it is going to change your life. craves connection right now and there is no such thing as spoiling a newborn during the first few months get to know your baby and provide for their needs it's so important right now that you soothe your baby i don't want you to fall into the trap of thinking that your baby needs to be sleeping through the night at this age that's not a thing from for the majority of babies that's not a thing yes maybe your cousin or your neighbor's baby sleeps through the night but that's not typical. So please don't get overwhelmed with what your child should or should not be doing. Your child is unique and you as the parent know what's best for your child and you supporting them and you 
comforting them and you reassuring them and you doing what's in their best interest is what needs to happen. So don't stress about anything related to your child. They're going to be fine. You're doing an amazing job. You've got this. I'm so happy that you tuned in today. And if you missed any episodes in this newborn series, please go back and give it a listen. Make sure you follow me on social media where I am sharing tips for all babies and toddlers when it comes to sleep. Sweet dreams, y'all. Thank you.